0: how about that cigar
1: how about that cigar
0: ladies and gentlemen welcome to episode 141 of how about that cigar live thank you so much for joining us live on facebook live on YouTube, and for those of you listening on the audio podcast, thanks so much for listening while you drive down the road, workout, garden, whatever it is you do when you listen to your favorite audio podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We are live in the Drew Estate Cigar Studios, as always, and let's talk about the beautiful, new 20-acre farm from Drew Estate, a complex and medium bodied cigar. 20-acre farm is built using a velvety Ecuadorian Connecticut shade-grown wrapper, a sun-grown Habano and a filler blend of Nicaraguan tobaccos from Esteli and Jalapa blended with the opulent and majestic Florida sun-grown leaf. Available to all premium cigar retailers nationwide. The ultra-premium 20-acre farm cigars are available in a beautiful 20-count box introduced in a 6x52 Toro, quarter by 54 Robusto, and a 6x60 Gordito. For more information, please visit DrewEstate.com. So, once again we are live in the Drew Estate Cigar Studios here in Minnesota. It was -15 when I woke up this morning. Uh that's a uh, uh nice nice brisk, you know. It's a little brisk. Uh Garrett had a little bit of a travel safu on his way to Ohio today, but you arrived safely and that's what matters. How you doing, brother?
1: I'm doing well. Yeah. Uh being stuck on a on a tarmac for 4 hours is So that's my, that's, that's, that's a first for me. I understand that's a thing and I'm just hoping Delta makes it right.
0: Um, I would not, I would have low expectations if I were you, not, not because of Delta, just because of airlines in general, they, they got you where you paid to go. And that's, that's probably going to be the end of it. I don't think, you know, I, I would love to see you get some, some sort of, uh, you know, payback, but don't hold your breath.
1: I don't like that.
0: <laughs> um, so wh- tell us about the uh, the shop that you're in right now, Garrett.
1: Dude, so uh, new shop, new owner in, <sighs> damn it. I forget the city I'm in. I'm outside of Columbus, just uh, north of Columbus, Ohio. I'll pull
0: it up. You, t- you texted it to me. I'll pull it up.
1: It is Casa Aficionado and uh, Patricia is uh just she's been in cigars for for some time now fell in love with uh, cigars in the industry a handful of years ago and worked her way up the ladder she's managed some things and uh opened up her her own shop and the humidor is really impressive and this lounge uh two-story house with uh some vip action i am in the chess room yeah, we can
0: uh, see that you've got a board all set up.
1: I do. Who's winning? So, um, well, so I know this was uh, one of the the boards that I studied the most when I when I played competitively, and um, the the winner of this, um, well, let's do this. If anybody can tell me what game this is, I'll send it <laughs> to you. Three.
0: Okay, I like Super that. Super
1: specific.
0: I like that. Um, so just really briefly before we bring on our special guest of the evening, um, the uh, the Vikings fired everybody today. Everybody. Everybody got fired. Thank um, you. So, and it was it was probably time for the Vikings to fire their coach and their general manager. And, of course, as we all know, when, when a new coach and general manager come in, pretty much everybody else goes too. Um, so we'll, it'll be interesting to see who they bring in. It's... It is showing up on a lot of, you know, NFL wonks out there who who seem to know what they're talking about are saying that as far as the vacancies go in the NFL for head coaches, the Vikings position seems to be the most attractive. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of the analysts are saying that, that it's the best place for a head coach to land because of what they have in place currently on their roster. Uh, and and current contract statuses and things things like that so we'll see I like it um and the the Packers lost to the lions, but you know we only we only played the starters for the first you know uh fifteen minutes or something like that 20 minutes maybe um but we 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 didn't really need the win we we have already had the you know first round by and home field advantage. So basically, we get to we get to play whoever the whoever wins whoever the lowest seated winner is uh, at the end of the wild card round is who will will play in in the divisional round. Um, and the wilds are finally winning hockey games again. I don't know if you saw the game yesterday. Very strange, very weird win. We ended up winning because we tied the game with because the other team scored an own goal. So they scored for us to get us t- to get it tied up and then we won in a shootout overtime. So yeah, good times. Good times. Fun times. I'll take it. Yeah. So let's uh let's get right to our special guest of the evening and as always on how about that cigar live special guests of the program are brought to you by corona cigar company and coronacigar.com the internet's largest and easiest to use virtual cigar store corona cigar company offers you the finest handmade cigars humidors and cigar accessories at the absolute lowest possible price you'll also find unique and limited cigars containing florida sun-grown tobacco As a proud American, president and founder of Corona Cigar Company, Mr. Jeff Borshowitz believed it was possible to bring cigar tobacco farming back to Florida. At Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, you'll find the best selection anywhere in the world of cigars containing this special Florida sun-grown tobacco. If you live in Florida or are just visiting, be sure to visit any of the great Corona Cigar locations in downtown Orlando, Sand Lake, Lake Mary, and also the Davidoff of Geneva Lounge in Tampa. For more info on all of that, please visit coronacigar.com and floridasungrown.com. Ladies and gentlemen, if you would please, welcome back to How About That Cigar Live, this time episode 141 from Smoke In, Honest Abe DeBabna. Welcome back to the show, brother. What's up, fellas?
1: What is up, We brother?
0: are good. How are you?
2: I am doing great. We had a great weekend. Good, and, uh, good, good. Back to the grind today, saw Garrett was almost stuck on a plane. I wasn't sure he was going to be here. Nice to see
0: you made it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, so, we're,
0: we're glad Garrett made it, definitely.
1: Uh, yeah, that was not fun. I don't recommend being stuck on a tarmac for several hours.
2: Oh, and by the way, I did, uh, while I was waiting for the show to come on, I did Google it. Be plane is an actual word? I wasn't really sure.
0: The plane, Yeah. <laughs> It's a word. It just sounds awkward. Please. It de- does sound awkward. Yes. Yeah. It does sound. The word deplane plane sounds awkward. It's a, It sounds like the word means that you're removing a plane from your body. It's like
1: just, de like
0: vein. Actual word.
1: Yeah. So, Abe, um, post Christmas, uh, tell us about what uh, smoke in typically does this time of year um i know you're getting ready for the great smoke and all that but um you know what what does this time of year look like for you guys
2: uh pretty much the great smoke (laughs) okay yeah it really is i mean uh my family and my wife barely see me this time of year every february dear friends and you know family kind of know don't even communicate with me i just it's it's a hard time. It's a very stressful time for me. And unfortunately that stress kind of trickles downhill too, to my team. So, um, and, and, uh, it, it never, it doesn't seem to get easier. It really, really doesn't, you know, um, and a, a part of that's on us. We're constantly looking to change and, and always looking to make it different or, somehow making it a different event in some form or fashion every year for the people who come every year. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is pretty much it. This is for us is like the home stretch. This is like where there's no time left for anything. Anything is not under the fire or completed or done. It's in the frying pan at this point. And yeah, you know, we've been, we've been a few people down as far as staff. Um, thank God no one's really getting majorly sick no one's being hospitalized but everybody's kind of getting the bug and um you know it's kind of taking its turns around the team so uh it's just added extra pressure but we like pressure and we kind of operate well under pressure but yeah pretty much you know the great smoke kind of really is you know you could say it's all year long because there's always the ideas the stuff you think about then it kind of the grind officially starts in august but it's kind of like a stress-free grind all right time to send out invitation to the manufacturers and start compiling the list and you know in november you really start working on it and in december you know you got retail in december but you can't not stop working on it. but after new year after new year hits or whatever i mean that's it that's kind of what we're all enveloped in getting all the details done so that's pretty much every january and february for our team
0: yeah and before, so I, we definitely want to dive into all the great details about the Great Smoke. But before we go any further, we have to join the the cigar world in in echoing uh, best wishes to you on your fiftieth birthday. Thank you, thanks so you. so everybody out there, raise a glass, cheers to Abe, brother. Congrats on joining the fifty club. I I joined not long ago myself, and it's a great club to be a be a member of. I'm I'm not really a big birthday guy. You
2: know, I kind of always joke, you know, at 21, you could celebrate maybe at 25 because your car insurance rates go down. But after that, (laughs) there's not really a celebratory thing in a birthday. And I've kind of never been it. I threw my own party once at 30. And it's really was because I had just moved to Florida for a few years and had a big party. But my wife really insisted on doing this. And I tell you what, she blew me away. Her and uh, Stephanie, who works for us, um, they put on one hell of a shindig it was really really cool it was nice and i got to see a lot of friends i hadn't seen in a long time um a lot of people from the industry came out it, it was very really nice it was a good time and um you know i i gotta admit even though i kind of really didn't want a birthday party i was kind of against it i ain't gonna lie it was really nice that it was really a great weekend so
1: thanks nice. to everybody out
2: there who wished me happy birthday well wishes and anybody who Came down and then spent Saturday night with us at Smoke Inn. They literally converted the whole shop like into this Moroccan street market. It was pretty wild. Yeah, it was nice. Very, yeah, it was a cool. That's movie. awesome. Very hey,
1: cool. who, uh, who started that that joke? Um, I don't know if Abbey, it was. Happy birthday, Abe. Yeah.
2: Risty Riavetsky. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't shock me. Yeah, just, yeah, we just, just kind of did it like every month. Happy birthday, Abe! And then I would get all these messages and birthday wishes. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: that's hilarious! You know, it's
2: funny because that died down. It's been about a year. You, you guys probably just revitalized it.
0: We might have. I hope not. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to put that on you where you're
1: getting no, that birthday went on, messages that every went
2: day. On for a while, that went on for like almost like seventy months. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And that's so annoying, telling people, it's not really my birthday. Yeah, it's All
0: not. All day long. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, let's um, let's dive into, you know, some of the details of the Great Smoke, because l- going back to last year, because obviously it was such a, um, you know, everybody had to, regardless of what kind of business they were in, everybody had to shift and make different choices and changes to the way they did business and the way they communicated with customers and things like that. And the great smoke was always, you know, an opportunity for smoke in and you and your team and, you know, some of these brand owners who have become like family to get together and, and just really put on a big bash for the, for the fans. And, then of course you know you've got to got to be locked down and got to be separated from everybody. So you guys really reinvented things last year, and this year it's going to be a really fun mix of both, where there's going to be the in-person bash and still have the virtual piece on top of it. So, um, which I think is super exciting, and I know so many people who are excited about it. So give us a little walkthrough on what it's going to look like for the people who are in person and what it's going to look like for the people who are uh attending party virtually
2: so i mean yeah i mean you know 2021 without a doubt it was a very interesting year especially for us and um you know we were very proud and how we pulled off the digital experience as we called it you know a straight virtual event because you know virtual events, it, yeah, they're not exciting. I mean, just by the nature, you're not there and, and it's hard to pull something off and you' know, look we're cigar people. we're in the cigar industry. we're not television production people and broadcast people at the end of the day. I mean we have a little experience with our KMA talk radio, but nothing to the level of what we attempted. So to pull off what we did in 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 2021 with the digital experience with a seven and a half hour of really like you know television quality broadcast, was very very cool and we were very proud of it and um we just got inundated with a lot of emails i mean our, our intention from day one even we conceptualized doing it digitally <clears throat> we were going to go back to a live event as soon as we can um but we you know we just got inundated with so many emails from people saying you know please don't we, we hope you continue to do it virtually because we can never participate in these multi-inventor events because there's not one near us and we can't take three four days off of work to go fly out somewhere and do it so that was one of the things we kind of decided early on is how do we incorporate doing the live event and doing it digitally again and um there was a lot of logistical issues to overcome and we, we kind of overcome them all you know overcame them all as far as Figuring out a way on how it would work, now we just hope, especially when you do something technical, that it does work. So um, there's going to be a live event, just like it or normal it is, people who will come down. Um, and I'm going to tell you something, the production this year is stupid. Stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got two volcanoes, we got fire dancers, we got drum players, we got the hula girls. I mean, it's it's going to be in a very luau-style format. Um so the people that will come there be live, but actually on site attached to the building where we're having it, they're building a little mini studio where Michael Herclotz is coming down once again to kind of be the virtual Great Smoke host yeah. and um, that's where he'll sit and have like five or six interviews with manufacturers who who, who um, have made something special for TGS and talk to him about that. And I think there might be one or a couple two other pieces still working on the production timeline for Michael. Um, but unlike last year, where it was like seven and a half hours and a straight set in production, uh, Michael will be going back and forth to two correspondents on, uh, on the event area. Um, Kim Keeney coming back again, and Paul uh, DeGracco from KMA Talk Radio will be our floor correspondent. So mm-hmm. Michael will be incorporating what's going on live in the virtual side. So what we really hope to do is if you're home watching it virtually is not just to give you a special sense of these interviews or things that'll be broadcast, but to incorporate the live event. So you kind of really kind of feel like you're there if you're home watching it. So um, that was a challenge and it is a challenge. It still is a challenge. I mean, we've never done something like this. And even the production company, you know, talking about having two remote cameras that are wireless can walk around with two co-hosts I mean but after our experience with this we're working with the same people we worked with last year you know last year I freaked out like a hundred (laughs) times literally I like I freaked out like man you guys aren't communicating with me you know this things like a couple months away and and, you know for them like a couple months away I might as well said it was like four years away you know they're worried about next week's gig but you know they're professionals and that's how they do it you know Um, so I'm I'm not as nervous about it, the production side of it, Um, but it should be really, really interesting, and I think, I believe, I believe once again, we're going to pull off this other, another historically epic event with this virtual live broadcast. Um, Yeah. I have no doubts about the people who are coming there live. I know they're going to have the time of their lives. It's going to be a stellar event. I believe you guys are coming down, yes? Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Oh, yes, sir. Okay. With bells on. Is this your first Great Smoke? First Great Smoke, okay. yes. You guys picked a doozy. So guys like you are actually physically coming to the event. I ain't worried about it at all. I think you guys will be blown <laughs> away. You guys are going to have one hell of an experience. Um, our goal is focusing on how do we make it just as or you know as exciting as possible, as interactive as possible for the people at home, so they feel like they're participating. And I think we got a good plan for it. So um, there were some logistical issues. Like so, one of the things we incorporated in Digital Great Smoke, which you know, nothing like that had been done. So since there's not going to be nothing physically going on exciting, what can we do to create some excitement? So one of the first things we did was reached out to um, manufacturers to see who would make something special. And we had a crazy lineup from Pete Johnson, Steve Saka, Terrence Riley, Nick Perdomo, Rocky Patel, and Carlito Fuente, who all made us something really special. So that caused a lot of excitement. Um, yeah. In fact, so much that I think, that incorporating special great smoke releases will be part of the formula moving forward as well, not just it being digitally. So, um, and that's one of the things that we do, you know, we see things that create the the right kind of excitement in the consumers and something people love and get excited about, and we try to incorporate. So I think moving forward, that's going to be one of them. Um, But one of the logistical issues is, you know, these are always limited products that make for the great smoke. How do we sell this? So, you know, we did everything event day last year, which crashed the site all day long. Uh, <laughs> so to, to alleviate that problem, we made more this year of every one. So we hope that more people who really want it would get the opportunity and wouldn't sell out in five minutes, 10 minutes like it did last year. So that was one of the things. But once again, this is limited. How would we sell it to people who are actually physically there and people who are at home all over the country? So we solved that problem by kind of scheduling these little pre-releases. Mm-hmm throughout the months leading up to the Great Smoke, which has kind of worked out very well. So whether you're coming live on February 26th or you're going to be watching at home, if you've already bought your ticket, you have access to these limited releases. And um, there's a special TGS store that we build every year now for the virtual people. That store is open and already exists. If you have your Great Smoke ticket, whether virtually or not, you can access the store. And these TGS releases exist in there until they're gone. So yeah. um, the first one was with Aganorsa. Um, the second one we had was with Steve Saka, which was on December 29th, where he, re- he released his uh, Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust EX-78. And now we have one actually scheduled for this Wednesday, the third release, which is um, a really cool project because it was more than just a TGS release. You know, the Dojo guys had, you know, uh, one of their main releases was Sarsaparilla. There it is was sarsaparilla and yeah. uh you know Eric and the guys at Espinosa released it kind of like in regular production and it was a big hit and everybody couldn't wait to get their hands on some well this is a Connecticut version of that cigar that's gonna be made only for the great smoke in this format this Toro format um, I don't know if they have future plans on releasing it in a regular form in the regular sarsaparilla format down the road but this Tor- Toro format and this connected version 500 of these were made for the great smoke We will have a virtual event this Wednesday, 7 p.m., where we will, during the show, we will release the load and people could be the first in the country to order these. And these ship right away. So the TGS release is kind of nice because you don't even have to wait for the Great Smoke. If you order them, you get them in advance. Um, All the other products have landed and this will be updated and on our TGS store, like I said, during the broadcast, which will start at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Eric Espinosa and his team will be on, I believe, and the dojo. Eric uh, will be on. Eric Gutormson from uh, <laughs> Cigar Dojo. I call him Gutormson forever. Yeah, yeah, Eric Gutormson will be on from uh, Cigar Dojo. We'll talk about this little creative project that has come to fruition and has become a TGS release. So I'm excited about
0: it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, we're getting oh, that going. Uh, it'll uh, probably it'll go away on its own after a minute, but because I haven't been. I haven't been talking for a while because we're we're letting Abe talk. See, the echo already went away. Uh, (laughs) Um, So, so, and and this—I was was very very excited when when I heard about this. Um, Actually, just just for now, mute mute Abe just for a second second. because it may be coming from there. And yeah, so we'll turn your mic back on. I promise. But I was super excited about this because um, um, I've been a dojo fan. Part of Cigar Dojo, you know, I had had my login and everything, member on on the, the app going back to like 2014 or something like that, and um, absolutely fell in love with the original Sarsaparilla release, and then the second one, and then when they made it full production, I think I think it was maybe a year or a year and a half ago they made it full production, and it's you know it's out there at shops and stuff like that, and then when I saw this Connecticut one, I was like. Basically, you know, like the, that meme, take my money, and I'm, I'm so excited for this release. And um, um, and it's cool the way there. I I like the way you're doing that. That that's you know, you get a little early um chance to get your hands on some, and then there's also going to be some available. If you know, uh, if if there's still some available, you know, on the day of the Great Smoke itself, which I think is fantastic, and. Um, these brand owners, you know, like Espinosa and some other brands you already mentioned Aganorsa, um, they are brands that really understand the value of these events and these relationships with the consumers and to, and getting products out there that are, that are just kind of new and fun and exciting. And they're, and they're. Uh, Like you said, someday it may become a regular release. But for now, it's like there is something exciting about getting your hands on that first bundle that's got that great smoke logo on the on the package, you know, that you can smoke and enjoy and share. And then, you know, maybe who knows, it could be five, ten years from now. They're like, oh, let's let's release that to the public, you know, in a regular production. And you're like, well, yeah, but I still got some of those from back in the Great Smoke, if you remember when. So that's kind of, you know, it's kind of fun to have those products out there like that.
2: Coming, coming up with with stuff that's exciting is part of the process. And I don't think anybody saw a diet sarsaparilla coming. So when we heard, I it, didn't
0: see it coming yeah. at all, and I think it's
2: a great idea. So when we heard that that's what they wanted to do, we were blown away. Like, absolutely, we'd love to have that. And, um, you know. Uh, you know, as the poor, you know, the poor guys over at cigars have been around for a while and done. Everything comes down to packaging. And I and I know Eric called me today. They couldn't get this brown paper. So they end up I think it's, I think the final packaging is gonna be white paper. And they're they are packing it today and tomorrow as they speak, because they need to get it to us by Thursday morning so we start shipping. Oh it. yeah. You know, um you know, and I'm, I'm even really excited about the next two releases, which we, we don't talk about the other ones until we finish the prior one. But this, this pre, re, pre-event day, like mini events, is kind of cool for a multitude of reasons. One is, you know, we, we saw last year, because, you know, on top of these releases, which we're now this is the second year we've done this, you know, part of the Great Smoke is there's always major event day sales. Right. Yeah. We, we deep discount the participating manufacturers, and, the, and all these manufacturers come with some really cool swag and we do giveaways. So we realized last year, man, there was a lot of people who got like multiple TGS releases, then ordered, took advantage of some of the promotions and sales. It was a big ticket, you know, spend for a lot of people. So we like the idea of kind of spreading this out over three months. So, you know, people who really would want more than one of these releases, can kind of maybe afford it and spread it out instead of getting all jammed up in one day. Um, It also helped drive ticket sales earlier because if you want to be able to participate in these releases, you have to have your ticket to get in the store. So that's helped us out a lot, you know, in getting the ticket sales out earlier and planning that out. And it just and it kept, it kind of just keeps the excitement going on for months prior to the event. So we kind of really liked how this turned out.
0: Well, and Quentin's got a good question. He says, does that make more or less stress because you're doing these mini events? I would I would guess it, it's more stress because it's just more more things along the way. But what do you think the, the mini events are really informal? We
2: get the manufacturer okay. on. We talk a little bit about the project. It's really, really not a lot of work. Um, and I think it's a lot less stressful than trying to get everybody and try to do it the day of the event because that would have been a nightmare. And plus, you know, people who bought tickets are getting rewarded because you know there's still a lot of tickets left and they don't they'll all go um i mean they'll they'll all go but now you're only competing with the people who got the tickets unlike last year when we did an event day where you were competing with everybody who got the ticket you know so the the people who get it early on the first couple ones it's been very easy to get the product if if they want it and and you know there's been no complaining like there was last year I missed out and I think because of it, it's it's only limited to when you get your ticket. Um, a lot of it, not only do we up the production, but a lot of it's been available because like I said, it's not the whole 2000 people who are shopping because a lot of people still haven't gotten their tickets and most of that's always live attendees because they always wait till last minute. It's just the nature of the beast, you know, yeah. um, you you will sell the majority of your live tickets literally the three or four weeks before the event it's
0: crazy yeah yeah and i think maybe even more so now because um like i'm going to a couple live concerts in march and that's uh, normally that's not really that far off but there's still tons and tons of tickets available for these shows i'm going to in march and I think it, because of COVID, I think there's there's a lot of people that are either not going still to live events or they're waiting until late.
2: COVID has
0: always been on the
2: radar of things that, to be concerned about. I mean, look, I mean, we live in Florida, so it's always been pretty kind of looser compared to the rest of the country since last October. Um but live ticket sales are double ahead of last year, so I don't think people are really getting deterred um, from coming to the event because of it. Um, and it, it's it's a lot of space, and it typically is an outdoor venue. So, um, you know, it's just one of these things of the world that we live in, but uh, we, we had reached out to the fairgrounds, I think it was last, maybe November, or September, or October, maybe because we were starting to get concerns whether this was a possibility and they're they're like they're not closing the fairgrounds for anything at this point they have stuff booked well and beyond our event and you know they pretty much said no we, we won't be canceling events so that wasn't a concern of us and as long as we had the venue and like i said you know by doing it virtually as well that option was there for those people who were concerned so we felt if live ticket sales for whatever reason were dying out which they're not um, we could have slotted more I mean, we only have a certain number of packages so our virtual tickets sold out way faster than we expected which was kind of rough because people who were finding out about these tgs releases if they weren't able to come live couldn't get a virtual ticket so yeah the first week of january we looked at where our ticket sales are and we shaved off as many tickets as we thought we really could without hurting that that portion of the event and we put up more virtual tickets but when these are gone they're gone there will not be any more virtual tickets so yeah. um, we put up another block of virtual tickets because people who can't come live aren't going to have a chance to get this release that we're doing tomorrow or the next two. So we really wanted to kind of find a way to at least, so if somebody's like, oh, I didn't hear about this. Oh, how do I get this? Oh, I got to come live to get a ticket. And that way wouldn't have had a chance. So we, we really shaved off as many more as we could of the live ticket events and we slid it over to virtual last week.
0: Yeah. Well, and I I appreciate that, and I know so many people do giving as many people as possible a chance to participate. You know, because this is it's a you know the the cigar community is a um, it, it's really a, a a kind of a relationship and gathering uh, based community and you know, even with virtual events, you want to give as many people as possible a chance to participate. And we, we really appreciate the fact that there, there, there are more spots available. Um, and we want to also bring up the fact that, um, for this broadcast that we're doing right now, um, here on Facebook and YouTube for those of you watching, um, and we're going to keep this going until Friday morning. Um, We are actually going to, Abe has been very generous and we are going to give away a a virtual ticket to the Great Smoke through this broadcast right now. So all of those of you who are commenting um, and we're going to keep it open and I'm going to keep sharing it for the next few days. Friday morning, we're going to pick a winner. Uh, Anybody who comments on Facebook or YouTube until the winner is chosen on Friday morning is going to have a chance to get one of those virtual tickets to the great smoke uh and like i said we're going to continue to share it and although we know that everybody wants they're like oh hey the fewer people that comment the better chance i have of winning but we know as cigar smokers as part of the cigar community we want everybody to have a chance so guys really Do your best, share this out with as many people as you know in the cigar community, share it with your your cigar groups that you're part of, just so that we want people to have a chance to be a part of this great smoke online, you know, this virtual event. So, um, Abe, thank you for that. We can't thank you enough.
2: No, absolutely. And look, what's cool is, look, even if you've already gotten your ticket and you win one, um, let me let me tell you something. This package not only is the production of what we're doing this this package that we put in for this, this last blue out themed great smoke is literally the most epic, amazing package in all the 60 years of great smoke. There it is. It's literally over a, a $450 value. Um, the cigars alone, the 40 cigars, if you go to thegreatstoolmoke.com and you hit details, it lists the 40 cigars. I believe that's almost a 365 or $70 value just in the cigars, right? And then you get the official hat, the official shirt, the cutter, the shot glass, the lay, the ashtray, the drawstring bag, the lanyard, and Drew Estate even threw in they made these awesome spray paint cans that are actually torch lighters. That's all included. That's what you get in the virtual package, which is one hundred and sixty-five dollars. That's your like ticket to the event. So I mean, this is a crazy stupid package deal, and it's literally it has to be the most best value for the money of anything sold all year by anybody in this industry. I mean, I could say that pretty much confidently. It's really, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's really incredible. When you look at all the stuff that, that, that people are able to get their hands on and it's, it, and again, going back to it, it's, it's fun sometimes to get your hands on exclusive stuff. It really is. And, um, you know, this is another one of those things that goes, this is beyond exclusive stuff. I mean, this is this is a one-time-only deal, and uh, for people to have the, a chance to you know participate in something like this, um, you know, and get all the all the great, fantastic premium cigars and the swag, and then be able to go online and see everything that's you know going on at the Great Smoke—such a cool thing.
1: And what I mean, I think every great package should always come with a lay
2: (laughs) well (laughs) listen, i I gotta tell you i gotta tell you you know we did the great smoke for 13 years without doing a theme right so in, in year 14 we accidentally came up with the idea to do it this disco themed concept right and you know, in trying to come up with ways to make it feel new and genuine and something like for the first time of year, theming was the theming this this event was the best thing we could have ever done because the year we did the whole disco thing, it really stood out. and felt like people were coming dressed. Some weren't somewhere, but it really put a a touch of the event like this was the first time it was going on. It never it didn't feel like anything we'd done before. And I'm telling you with what we're doing with with the last luau this year. Like we were talking about before, guy, that we got volcanoes, we got drum players, fire dancers, hula dancers. It's going to be a major, major production. So, theming the event has really opened the door for us in, in, creatively making each year now really stand out on its own. We already know what the theme for twenty twenty three is, and we're excited about that one. So,
1: are you? Do you have a? Uh, do you have Maori guys coming out to do the?
2: You don't. Know, I have, I have a event person that we work with for the great smoke and we have like some shows. I don't know if that's what they're doing, but there are dancers, there are male dancers and fire dancers. So I don't know what exactly is going on to to date. Actually the timeline for the production is something on my block this week to finalize. So I actually, it's funny. I tell you when I I work at home, (laughs) home, but I, I bought it home because we have the, uh, it's not that one. That's the sales sheet. We have the tentative timeline of, of, of what needs to be broadcast with Michael. So I have the list of the entertainers. And, okay. um, you know, I'm hoping to finalize that this week.
0: Now, I have to ask, is there any shot, do we have a chance of seeing Honest Abe do a hula dance? I can confidently tell you no.
2: Oh, confident Well, you, you know what? I'm hoping you change you your what? mind before the event's over. You know what? I'm going to tell you. I mean, look, I, I really wouldn't mind doing it if I had time to actually learn it. So, right, yeah, I right. don't know. You know, may, maybe like maybe if these girls get there early enough and I do a little skip maybe. But I could confidently say that it's just a matter of timing.
0: Um, I don't see that happening. Okay. okay, okay, I can understand that. We might be able to entice you. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see.
1: <laughs> Plan on that.
0: <laughs> um. So really briefly, um, before we get into. Um, I think we have a better shot of getting Quentin Thor to do it. Oh, oh that's that, guaranteed. There's no. Yeah. The, yeah the, we don't even have to. We don't even have to like try hard to get that to happen.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Tony, there's not enough grass in the state
0: to make a grass skirt for me. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> not so um really briefly before we get into numero de los muertos i want to just touch on you know because we're we're just starting out 2022 obviously great smoke is the the biggest thing on your mind right now and will be for the next couple months but just as you're doing uh, the little things outside of great smoke you know just just for smoking in general to keep everything running and you've got the new warehouse still and all that's still going as you look at 2022 from just a general perspective of the cigar industry as a whole what are what are you hoping for um and what are you what are you seeing on the horizon for the for the industry as a whole
2: um i'm really hoping that a lot of the production stuff I'm really hoping a lot of the production stuff normalizes and it really kind of has been, I've seen that in horizon um, where uh, stuff is becoming more available, but you know, the manufacturers are still going through um, labor issues. Um, there's still filler issues. Uh, there's production issues. So um, that's going to be really imperative Um hopefully to level off more in 2022 a lot of what we do is you know in my organization whether it was our advent campaign I mean, our advent calendar I'm gonna tell you something I mean I guess I could say it you know because Padron was in it um they had to the piecemeal me cigars a hundred here and a hundred there yeah. and you know had our stuff all been on time and we started packaging it, we wouldn't have had all their cigars i mean they their, their their final like batch of 100 came like uh end of october maybe beginning of november and you know we were supposed to start selling it the first week of october uh, october so um and great smoke you know we would have loved to have made more packages than we did this year because we knew adding the virtual component was going to open the door up for a lot of other consumers and aficionados across the country but you know, guys couldn't commit to more cigars.
0: Yeah. No, and that's understandable, you know, and we've heard from a number of different manufacturers over the last year that, um, because one of the things cigar smokers, especially when we start to put out things like trade show coverage and things like that, everybody always wants to know what's new. And so many of the manufacturers are saying, look, we know that you guys want new stuff and we understand that and we appreciate it but our goal is to maintain the relationships we have with our retailers. And that means getting our regular production product out and making sure that it's the same blends, quality cigars, good draw, good construction, and the new stuff for right now is gonna have to wait.
2: I don't think the consumers really are that concerned with the new stuff, um, I think a lot of them are happy to get some of the cigars they just loved and haven't been able to get. But I don't think any of the real legitimate, long-term, respectful manufacturers are going to be cutting corners to get product out. I think that lesson has been learned many times. Um, yeah. Alan, Alan Rubin, my dear friend, uh, has told the story many times about what happened with him with Princato, where um, you know they got they got caught trying to do that and you know to meet demand, but I think everybody in this industry who's been in the game and understands it has a respect for not changing the product to meet demand. And and, and I could tell you from a retailer, it's the case because a lot of people just don't have product and you know they, they'll just tell you, we expect it here, we expect it there. But yeah, the last 18 months has been an unprecedented amount of back orders and shortages, but it is what it is. And look, it's not just our industry it's everything you know cadillac called me because my car lease is coming up in august and they said if they want to have a car when my lease is up i need to place an order for one now i had to do that saturday it's nine months away unreal yeah so it's just it's it's the state of the world 2022 you know but thank god there are a lot of manufacturers making good products Oh, oh yeah. I, I don't care what you smoke or what you like. You could find something to enjoy. May not be the regular cigar you like or whatever, but there's a lot of people. There's so many more companies today than 10, 15, 20 years ago that are making exceptionally good cigars. So, what's available to us today? I mean, no one in the consumer market should really be crying. You could find something to enjoy.
0: Yeah. That's really true. And, and it, in a way it gives a lot of cigar smokers who are sort of, like you said, stuck in their ways and have been on that same brands or blend or size for, for the last 10 years, it gives us a chance and almost sort of, um, gives us a little friendly, you know, forcing to branch out a little bit and try something try something a little bit different a little bit newer a brand that you know maybe the blend is similar you know you get because if you get good tobacconists like like smoke in or other tobacconists who who know when they can recommend a blend that's similar that's still going to satisfy a customer who's been saying smoking you know x cigar for you know the last 15 years you know if they're if they aren't as available as they used to be then Take this opportunity to take a little bit of a chance, branch out, try something different. I really think the consumers or aficionados
2: who don't do that really are missing out on the, what's really the most enjoyable about the, 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 the passion, the hobby, as you call it, of enjoying cigars. Um, you know, I have a wine collection actually over there in the room. Yeah. I have my favorites, but, I love collecting different wines because half of it's yeah, finding yeah. half the fun is finding something you haven't had before and saying, okay, this is good. I like this. It's why we go to different restaurants. It's why we look for the new restaurant in town to try something new. That's part of what's fun in enjoying cigars. And it's, it's our key pillar principle of why we started our cigar, of the month club and the way we do it um cigars of the month clubs have been around forever you know ours is by far probably one of the newer versions we're coming up on year three right now in june but one of the things and why we started is look the main thing i kind of saw being on social media and and whereas no one was ever really excited about their cigar of the month club it was really kind of talk if you ever saw somebody talking about cigar of the month club on social media it was always in a negative fashion yeah and that was that was the standard three years ago. I mean, really. Somebody oh, said, yeah. I've been a member of this club. This club sucks. I get the same cigars or whatever. And that's kind of what we saw. And I'm like, I don't know why it's that way. So we were determined to really start a Cigar of the Month Club where we wouldn't do what was traditionally done. It wasn't um, going to be – we weren't going to use our own inventory. We weren't going to use it to close out brands. We weren't going to use it to buy cheap stuff. We really were just going to say, look, these are five cigars we want to highlight this month that we think our consumers and fans would like. And we're going to put them out there at a price that would be a substantial savings. Because and like, if you look at many of the clubs, one people don't know about is our Cigar of the Month Club. We limit you to one per person. Right. We don't want you to have five memberships. Mm -hmm. Because our Cigar of the Month Club isn't, hey, let's get stuff on sale. That's what we have sales for. This is, when you come to work for us at Smoke Inn, my employees pay cost. I don't need to profit from my employees because I want them to learn about the product. I want them to smoke as much stuff as they can. Yep. It's not about making money on my staff. You just pay what I pay. I don't get it for free. If I grab a stick, I pay for it. You pay what I pay. Yeah. And yeah. Um, you know, most of them are very happy with that. It's kind of what we incorporate in cigar the month club because to be able to experiment and try stuff, we figured you shouldn't have to pay full retail. So. Um, that's the kind of real beauty of a, of a good Cigar of the Month Club or any kind of cigar club is you're going to get five premium cigars. You may not like them all. You may like some of them, but, you know, you didn't pay full price for the experimentation and the experience of trying new things. And one of the coolest things that we get out of that, and I get it all the time, our message is, I would have never bought this cigar. I yeah. found it in your club, and I love it. And that's kind of what should be going on all around the cigar industry, right? Like we're talking about, this is the fun thing is to try stuff. So if you are that consumer who's stuck on that brand and you're waiting for your local brick and mortar or whoever you buy from to get it back in, try something. Talk to your tobacconist, you know, email the company you're buying from, ask them what they can recommend, then recommend, because that's really the fun part about what we do, what we enjoy. That's how we look at it.
0: Absolutely.
1: let me ask you this. The the people that will say, you know, these uh, online retailers and doing Cigar of the Month are taking business away from the local brick and mortars. What would your, your response be to that? Because what people I don't think a lot of people realize, if it's you or Jeff or anybody else, um, brick and mortar is kind of the heart of of what you guys do first, right? So what would your response to that be?
2: So look, as someone who started out with 900 square foot store, one store, I've literally seen every level of from being about as small as you can get a 900 square foot store is nothing to where we're at today. So and I and and I've had to deal with it. So um, this theory about, and I hear all the time support your local brick and mortar, support your local brick and mortar. Well, you know, I was, I am brick and mortar, born brick and mortar. In fact, I've been brick and mortar longer to date than we've actually had an online store. So the thing I say is if the brick and mortar is doing stuff right, then they really don't have to worry about it. No one's got to go out there and preach doing brick and mortar. Yeah. I've seen it just on the retail level. We've expanded our business. You got to go. Are you guys still getting an echo from me?
1: No.
0: No, I think it's good now.
2: Okay. You did get it to work. Thank you so much. I was trying to get my AirPods to work um, because I saw you guys were getting an echo and I couldn't get it to work. So my wife's been sitting next to me. There she is. Oh, thank you. Oh. She got it to work, so I'm thinking that might have killed the echo you you guys were having. So I yeah, hope the echoes, better. echoes all gone now. Thank you, babe. Save the day. I was trying to do it while I was interviewing with you guys, and I just couldn't do it. I texted her like, "You come out here and help me." <laughs> she got it. <laughs>
0: um.
2: So I'm sorry, brick and mortar. So you know, so I was there. I was there when when consumers would come in with uh, a cigars international catalog or, or whatever and it was funny because they would come to the brick and mortar to buy the singles and try stuff but then go buy boxes somewhere else sometimes right yeah um and, and, and there's always going to be that yeah. but i trust me when i tell you if you're running your brick and mortar right and you're listening to your customers and you're getting the brands look look you guys travel the country you know First off, you got half the guys who don't know how to manage your inventory and refuse to stock their humidor. If, there, if there's if there's one thing that I will tell you that has been a key to my success from day one, from day one, you've never walked into a smoking location that didn't have inventory flowing through the roof. Yeah. Because if you don't have it, you can't sell it. So, you know, you could say support brick and mortars, whatever, but if, if the guy's not doing what he needs to do, there's nothing you could do to support a guy and 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 i travel the country i go into cigar shops and half the thing i say to myself sometimes when i walk in is oh my god how does this guy stay in business you know because half of them are either they mismanage their money or they don't know how to buy inventory or they're too afraid to buy inventory yeah. you know i i get asked a lot of advice from guys who want to get in the business you know and 99% of the time they're always underfunded and how they how much they plan on what they need to start the business but if I've told everybody, if you're afraid to buy, don't get in retail. Yeah, I mean, I mean, really, don't, because <clears throat> the value of the money in the bank is worthless today more than ever. You're better off having product. yes. so so you know, um, you know most of the guys um in the brick and mortar who who are very successful, whether they have an online presence or not because they're doing it right. Yep. They know how to service their customers. A, a guy like me, a guy like me can never compete with a guy who knows Bob who walks in his store every day, you know, but let's face it. There's a lot of bad brick and mortar people out there. And even worse, there's a lot of bad, even internet people out there. Yeah. So that's where Smoke In and companies like Smoke In will thrive because we really try to treat everybody like they're not a customer number, yeah. you know? And that's one of the reasons why we started our social Facebook group because Man, I've been able to interact with thousands and thousands of people, like they're they're in my store every day, Um, and it's hard because as you get bigger, to keep that interpersonal relationship and that connectivity becomes harder. But we're committed to it because that's what we love. We love interacting and dealing with the people. I kind of enjoy it. We have crazy people who just, you know, want to fight with me, you know, and it's (laughs) like I find it. I find it, you know, thirty. I mean, I'm fifty now, so literally thirty plus years of being in some sort of retail. I mean, I find it humorous at this point, you know, some of these people uh, who get all worked up. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, as a guy who really, like I said, who's come from pure brick and mortar and from the smallest level, we did not start out big. Yeah. Um, uh, we, there's, there's always a way to service your people. And if you service your people, they won't go somewhere else. Um, and it, that's what you know. It's it, look, retail's one of the roughest games. It really is. Um, thank God we deal with a product that, it's kept right, doesn't perish because that becomes a whole other animal when you have when you're dealing with products that are perishable or go bad. But um, no, I mean, I, I look what what I try to urge everybody, whoever you end up shopping with, because this is how I live my life deal with people who just don't find a way to take money from you. There are people, and we're one of them, and there's a lot of other guys who really invest in putting experiences back for you, the ultimate consumer. You know, they will think of ways to creatively make things exciting, whether it be events, whether it be promotions, whether it be projects, because at the end of the day, we're working to give back, right? I mean, we, we want to create this thing that people want and enjoy and there's a handful of people whether it's your local brick and mortar whether it's online they're really committed to give back to the consumer base those are the people you should really spend your money with you know yes. um guys who are just going to these major things who no one knows their name and they, all they're doing is sending eight thousand emails a day or you get nothing back from them at the end of the day and and yeah. and you you know look There's an ask for a receipt. That's your stick. That's your stick. But I think the people who find businesses and companies to work with and and interact with and spend their hard-earned money with and get treated right have a whole different level of enjoying this hobby and this experience than the people who just don't care and will spend their money anywhere based
0: on what the lowest possible price point they can get something for. Yeah. Yeah, that's very well put. So, Garrett, do you think that it's time? I think so. Are you sure? I'm
1: I'm pretty sure.
0: All right. It is now time for this week's Numero de los Muertos. And ironically, and as always, ladies and gentlemen, Numero de los Muertos is brought to us by our friends at Smoke Inn. Right. Episode 141, Numero de los Muertos. Garrett, what do you have for us this week?
1: This week is uh, it's kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> 30 on average, 20-year average, um, 30 people a, a year die from this in the U.S.,
2: On average, 30 people die a year from this. In the U.S. Yeah. In the U.S., 30 people die. Is it an activity? No. Is it job-related? It is not. Is it an accidental?
1: It is. Uh, I mean, yeah, I I wouldn't classify it as an accident.
2: Okay. Okay. Right, that yeah, it was, it was an odd question now that I think about it. I, I mean, I think every death on some level is accidental other than a death sentence, so I guess, yeah, that doesn't really...
1: Um, it's not playing chess. It's not swallowing spiders. It's not haunted houses. It's not a pig roast.
2: How do they guess before they ask enough questions?
1: Dude, I know.
2: It's like, let's narrow it down a little bit, people.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it Ooh, might be man. retro-hailing, but it's not.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Retro, yeah. It's that's not that's that's just okay. for Garrett. It's not work related, right? Correct. We said that. I, I, is it an activity?
1: Mm-mm.
0: It's not an activity. Okay. Does this take place on land or water?
1: Uh land. It is not falling out of trees. Um
0: is it disease or or infectious related? It is. Mm.
2: Is it a bite from an animal? Yes. Spider bites.
1: No. Mm. Garrett. Yes.
0: It's a bite from an animal. Snake bites insects. So there's some kind of insect. Garrett said insects. It's not spite. Don't see mosquitoes.
1: Mm-mm. No, no, that's in the millions.
2: Uh, all right. Well, death, death from mosquitoes in the millions.
1: Hundreds of thousands. Uh, oh, really? yeah malaria
2: so it's only 30 a year to spider bite not red ants. red ants
1: not red ants uh. not bees. death
2: hor- death hornets
1: not hornets
2: um <laughs> okay does the does the insect fly no okay so does it have six legs yes centipedes right. no centipedes they have hundred legs what are you talking about Oh, sorry. it down. Six legs. Six legs. <laughs> horse flies.
1: Not horse flies. Not roaches. Those have wings.
0: Okay. We said it doesn't fly. That's right. Doesn't oh, it does. It does not fly. And you gotta it's remember and your it question. Six, six legs. Not, not eight legs. Bucks, so, so it's Not, not a cockroaches.
1: Spider. Not bed bugs.
0: Oh, Luciano. Is it scorpions?
1: Ooh no! They have eight legs. They're That's raccoon.
0: a great guess, though.
1: Yeah, it is. Mm.
0: Garrett for the win. Is that? Is it ticks?
1: Ticks, specifically deer ticks.
0: Oh, um, Lyme disease. Uh,
1: so about thirty people a year go untreated for a tick bite. And the the Lyme disease progresses. And if you're not treated in some form within the first week, your chances of survival go down quick. Really? Yeah.
0: Good to know. Ticks. And was there any, I mean, I assume it's, we're mostly talking Midwest, Midwest. And Southern midwest
1: correct I would,
0: I would guess because ticks aren't really in the desert they're not really in ultra tropical climates.
1: Oh Greg, you had to right
0: yeah all the all the
2: tick jokes are coming now
1: yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, ticks, interesting. Like, All right.
0: like clockwork, we had to know the tick jokes were coming. I tell you what, you know,
2: when you think about this, I'm always surprised because you're like, oh, no, how can anyone get what this answer is going to be? It's so vague, 30 people, are like, but people get to it. We, we get, get to that. the answer pretty quick. Yeah, we always get there. I'm always surprised.
1: Yeah. No, that was a good one. You guys did a really good.
2: Because uh, they asked the right questions. Asked the right That's questions. Right. That's right. asked the right questions
1: are what got us there.
2: My kids and I play this game when we carpool, when we car ride on vacation. We love this
1: game. Love it. And we ask love that right like you're the sponsor of the show. I mean, we don't
2: do we don't do the Dio stole, you know, death thing, but we do like you know, it's a person place or thing, right. and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: like twenty, just regular old twenty, 20 questions, twenty questions,
2: yeah. yeah. You got you got to, you got to ask the right questions, and narrow it down.
0: Yeah, that was great. Good stuff. So that was this week's. Numero de los muertos. All right, so let's jump into, and I had to dig and find some new, I've got some fun new lightning round questions. So uh, let's jump into the lightning round. The lightning round is brought to us by our friends at LM Cigars. They've been offering extraordinary cigars at an exceptional value since 1876. On top of premium cigars, LM offers deals on many accessories such as lighters, cutters, and humidors from the biggest brands in the industry at prices that can't be beaten. If you're an avid smoker or just starting out, LM has a cigar that will suit your needs. They have everything from value to premium. Flavored and unflavored from Nicaragua to the United States. Their extensive selection offers an option for every type of cigar enthusiast. For more information, please visit lmcigars.com and follow them on Facebook and Instagram at L.M. Cigars. And don't forget, we have a brand new L.M. Cigars giveaway uh, live on howaboutthatcigar.com right now. So go there and enter that giveaway as well for a lovely price package, including a humidor Porcelain ashtray and a beautiful two blade cigar guillotine cutter. Um, and thank you for that. So, some new lightning round questions, Abe. Uh,
1: yes, and Garrett,
0: Garrett's going to love these questions because Garrett hasn't even heard these questions yet. Ooh. All right. So, Abe, the zombie apocalypse is coming. <laughs> Who are the three cigar industry people that you want on your team?
2: Okay, so you have to clarify the question here. Is it on my team to defend me against the zombie apocalypse, or on my team so I have cigars to smoke during the zombie apocalypse?
0: <laughs> that, that's that's very good clarification, and I'm going to say it was, it, I'm going to say survival, strictly okay. survival. Survival. Okay, this is a good question.
2: Survival. Oh, okay.
0: Quentin, he's not gonna um, take you. No, this Quentin, is a cigar, can't take me. No, sorry, sorry, Q. That's not I'm
1: actually no. maybe, maybe you take Q and throw him as fodder if needed.
0: <laughs> because you don't have to outrun the zombie, you just have to outrun the slowest guy. That's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm
2: gonna probably say Eric Espinosa be one of them. Um I think Nick Perdomo will be one, man. He's like a badass. He's like ripped lately. He's like, he is he looks a badass. Yeah, he's been he's, he's better be- now. Yeah, he's looking better now than he ever did, you know. And I, I'm 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 going with guys who I know how to use, who I know are pretty comfortable with firearms at this point. Um, and, and
0: guys who have big collections of firearms, yeah. Yes, that's we're that's, missing, kind of,
1: we're
0: missing that's kind of that's kind of big one. Hold on, go uh and probably just out
2: of sheer experience, Matt Booth.
0: Yes. Yeah. You know, he's got experience um, with heavy, heavy, uh, heavy armaments. Yes.
2: I mean, I'm sure I probably missed some other great candidates, but, um,
0: those are the three that come to my mind off the top of my head. I like it. I like it. All right. So, uh, so well, Garrett, you had a, a recommendation.
2: Now, now, if it was a fashion show, I would have put Michael Hercloss on there right away. Well, well yeah. But zombie Zombie Apocalypse, he didn't make the cut.
1: Right, yeah, I'm going, sorry. I'm going Boofy. I'm going Skip Martin. <laughs>
0: he does have a big collection of guns. I know, but he's too out of shape. He's getting he's getting in shape. Last yeah, couple he, I, 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 haven't, I haven't followed
2: him or anything? I wasn't trying to be disrespectful. No, I'm too no, out of shape. Uh, I'm I, too I, I'm too out of shape for a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I mean you know, but if I was picking, you know, people I want people who I think are
0: in shape. Yeah
1: and then dean parsons
0: oh dean's a oh a yeah he's he's a badass absolutely yeah dean parsons would just parasil piracy, above all of them <laughs> <laughs> you just,
2: just windsurf above all of it
0: <laughs> um okay so abe you're at a bar and they have karaoke going on and you are required to get up and sing a song what song do you pick this is easy
2: because I just talked about this. Where did I talk about this? I talked about this somewhere. It, it's it's easy. I, I only can karaoke if I'm ever. I, I've been forced to karaoke a few times. Um, and there's only one person I can karaoke. It's Johnny Cash. And my go-to song is Ring of Fire. That's pretty much Excellent it. But I, can do Folsom, I could do Folsom or Walk the Line. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, Johnny Cash is kind of like almost the depth
0: of my ability of singing that, to, you know, tone is about it that's a great but well and you've got that low voice that goes that's, right. that's right yeah that's, that's right. perfect all right so you can and and I'm gonna qualify this first with you cannot choose cigars assume that cigars you already have as much as you need mm. so you can have an unlimited supply of one thing for the rest of your life what is it I mean for consumption, for use? Is there it just no, I mean, you anything? Know. An unlimited supply of w- one thing
1: cottage yep. cheese.
2: <laughs> that is so gross.
1: That's,
2: I'm just thinking about what an unlimited supply of cottage cheese even looks like. <laughs> that's so gross. Um, that's a tough question. It really is. An unlimited supply. I'm trying to think of a of a intelligent answer, but it doesn't seem like there really isn't. I mean, cottage cheese might be the highlight of the cancer here. Well, an, <laughs> un-
0: <laughs> an unlimited supply of cottage cheese, what that looks like is the dumpster behind the liposuction the liposuction oh, seriously.
2: <laughs> it, it really is seriously.
0: Um oh, Luciano uh, says wine, that's a great answer. Yeah. You know what? That's probably one of
2: the best dances I heard of. Yeah. Because we are always running out of wine.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna steal. Lu- I'm gonna steal Luciano's wine. I like that. I like it too. So let's uh, let's jump into this week's notable smokable. And as always, notable smokables are brought to us by our friends at Ace Prime Cigars. Notable cigars. Notable passion. Notable purpose. So, again, each week on Notable Smokables, we name a cigar that is notable to us. It could be something that's been on the market for decades that we just revisited for the first time in a while. Or it could be something brand new that we have just smoked for the first time ever. So, Abe, is there something that you've smoked recently that really caught your attention? Um, Yeah.
2: It's funny. I'm going to say this. Um, Actually, I smoked it about two weeks ago. Um, I don't know if it's really up for sale online. I should I should look for almost before I say it. But um, we had ordered something at the trade show, and I ain't even gonna lie to you. I ain't gonna even I don't even know the full story behind it. Um, but this literally was so weird because what happened was we were walking in the warehouse, and yeah, um, it is available online. Look at that. So they got it up. I was walking in the warehouse doing ordering. And I came across this box. And I'm like. What is this? And I'm like, oh yeah, this is we ordered a trade show. Well, it came in. We had never had it before. It was sitting in the warehouse. Nobody even put it up on the web. Um, and it, it, it's it's this it's, it's this weird limited release from La Polina called Accutron. Accutron? I've never seen. you can, never see, even heard of. That. I went to finding the weirdest cigar that you guys didn't even hear <laughs> of. But that I'm going to show you a picture. But that's how. That's how strange it was. Um, That's what the box looks like.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. Yeah, it
2: it was a very limited release, and you know, we ordered it. The PCA they told us a little bit about it, but we forgot all about it. They came in and put it. So I said, "I got to try one of these." Really good cigar. Nice, really, really good
1: cigar. So yeah, we company.
0: What's there? didn't, Didn't there used to be a watch brand? called Accutron or was that just something made up for a movie
2: it, it might have something to do with them I'm trying to read up on it now seeing oh well that's why this was made it out to de the bronze oh, okay I, lo-
0: so I love Miami. the stuff coming out I love the stuff coming out of there oh yeah they make great cigars there nice yeah got- you know I'm
2: I'm reading I'm reading the copy I'm pretty sure Somebody in my team made this up at the last minute because it's really good. I got to find out more about this cigar. But that was an odd one that I smoked that I really, like I said, we ordered it, forgot all about it. Saw it there. I'm like, what is this? And we smoked it. It was extremely, extremely enjoyable. And now that I know it was made at a Tatan de Bronze, I know why. Because Sandy Kobach makes some great stuff. Oh,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. And
1: Chad has a good question. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. What, what was your uh, 50th birthday cigar? We, we, we had we had our own
2: 50th birthday cigars that were banded, which I got handed a lot of nice cigars, but I smoked a couple of those. And if you want me to tell you what it was, I couldn't tell you because we used a lot of our connoisseur blends that were made exclusively for our shops left over because we didn't have to take bands off where we banded them up and we, we gave them away. So we gave nice. away about, about 300, 400 cigars that night. But there were different sizes and different blends and i enjoyed most of them that came in so it was a really good good way to treat it but that's
0: what i had very cool uh garrett what was your notable this week what is that that is i still can't fuente. Tell it looks like a fuente logo yeah no?
1: it's the don carlos uh edition de anniversary oh, anniversary nice.
0: Very nice. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, come on, it's, (laughs) yeah, that's, that's probably a great, great cigar. I, I, I know that I've had one of those in the tubo, but it's been a few years. So good. Nice. Mine was actually, my notable this week was actually a brand again, going back to what Abe said. It's a brand that I have never heard of before. And, you know, I, I like to think that I keep up with stuff going on in the cigar industry, but I, when, so our friend Raul from Sodis cigar and pipe, he, he says, Hey, I'm going to give you this cigar. And, and have you ever tried this? And I looked at the band and I was like, I've never even heard of that before. And he said, I want you to try it. Cause I'm, we're thinking about bringing them in the shop here. So the brand is called Hooten and young. And. Okay. I, okay. I, I thought I had the winner, but now you may have had the winner. Well, it's, again, it's, I was like, i Hooten and Young. Who the hell is that? And it's a, they have a number of different blends. This particular blend that I, that I smoked first was called the Overlord. And I have to be honest, I think it's a very good cigar. Um, and so thank you Raul for that one and introducing me to a new brand. I, I think it's so cool to find new brands sometimes. And um, yeah, Hooten and Young, um, And I'm going to have to, I don't know if they're going to be at TPE. We'll be there in a couple of weeks. Uh, If they're there, we'll meet them and find out what they're all about. But uh, uh, cool, cool designs on their branding and um, nice blend that I tried called the Overlords. So you never know what you're going to find. There's always stuff out there that you've never heard of. Have you guys been at TPE before? Is this your first year? This will be our second time at TPE. Okay. So you've been there before. Yeah. Um, So that was... Yeah, we'll be well, definitely we, looking for Accutron. Well, we can find it on smoking.com. It was, it was like I said, it was a weird, weird
2: thing. And it's funny, it, it, it sat there for months before we realized no one put this up
0: online. Yeah. So that was this week's Notable Smokable brought to you by Ace Prime, improving lives through fine cigars. Visit aceprime.com to learn more. So just to give our viewers and listeners of what we have given an idea of what we have coming up in the next few weeks next monday night on the 17th we have mickey peg from all saints cigars and then the following monday on the 24th we have miguel showedl from crown heads for um gosh he's been on the show quite a bit so this is uh and we love talking to miguel and then actually just a few days after the 24th we will be live in Las Vegas covering the TPE trade show from the uh, the 26th through the 28th live at the Las Vegas Convention Center. Um, And just give our viewers a reminder, uh, guys, you still have a chance to win uh, a virtual ticket to the Great Smoke 2022. Uh, Abe, thank you so much for being on Episode 141. Uh, oh, we appreciate heaven. you so much. Oh, really, thanks for having me. I tell you what, your two guests,
2: I tell you, we just bought in All Saints cigars, doing very, very well. I'm very happy for Mickey Pegg. He's an old friend, been around forever. And um, we have just started been dealing with Miguel from Crown Heads and very excited about some of the projects and stuff. He's been working with us and looking forward to a more exciting year with Crown Heads in 2022. So very two cool new guests who we've just recently gotten more involved with. So very cool. And uh, thanks for having me again guys. I love your show. Uh oh, wish you guys a happy healthy new year. All the best 22. And looking forward to seeing you guys in person in 6 weeks.
0: Absolutely. Cigar. Yeah, very much looking forward to uh, to visiting with you and and the whole team there at Smoke Inn and seeing seeing so many of our our friends from the cigar industry at at the Great Smoke. Um, for our viewers and listeners, um, I will be in touch with you guys. I'm going to keep sharing this out. Garrett and Justin will as well to make sure as many people as possible get a chance to win this great uh, virtual ticket to the the Great Smoke. Um, it could be all, a live ticket if they're local. What's oh uh, so if if you guys if, are local, if somebody
2: wants to go live or they, they want to come in town, they could
0: choose. It
2: could either be live or virtual. It's their okay. choice when you give it away. You just got to let me know.
0: Absolutely, and we'll yeah. When we when we pick the winner, we will we'll ask them what their choice is, and and go from there, and let you know, Abe. Um, for our viewers and listeners, um, please be sure. One of the things we are so grateful to you guys for, obviously, is watching the show, listening to the show. Uh, but take just a second, if you would, make sure that you that you like the Facebook page, um, and because it just it really helps us know how many people we're reaching. Um, And make sure that you when you watch us on YouTube, just subscribe to the YouTube channel, because, again, we want to know how many people we are reaching and ways that we can reach as many people as possible, because we have we have we're excited. We get to have so many cool people from the cigar industry on to tell stories and and we love to learn from them. And uh, the more people we can reach with those stories, the better. So, um, you know, continue to make sure we know who's watching and listening um, as you go along with us. Um, thank you so much if you listen on the audio podcast man our audio podcast numbers are through the roof and we are grateful to each and every one of you for that because our numbers in 2021 were 85 percent higher than they were in 2020 for audio nice. podcast listeners so so and that's because of you guys so we are just beyond grateful for that and before, um, so we, sorry yeah.
1: sorry to cut you off Abe if you could just um detail out what is the difference between if a person chooses a virtual versus an in-person what do they get
2: nothing same package package. okay the the difference is you'll just be there in person to experience it got it and if you choose a virtual one you'll be at the comfort of wherever you're going to be at your own home your friend's garage and watching it you both get the exact same cigar package the difference is if you're coming live you'll get yours a day of the event if you're getting it virtual we start shipping them to you the first week of february and the, you will have access to the tgs store which everybody at the event has access to but they really don't need it because the product will be there and they can just get it right away but yeah yeah the, the only difference is whether you want to come and experience it in person or enjoy it from the comfort of wherever you're most comfortable yeah got it.
0: right on um so guys make sure to stay with us for the coming weeks we have great stuff coming up uh as always make sure if you have questions for garrett or myself if there's a cigar that you want to learn more about if you if there's somebody from the industry you want us to have on the show just send us an email at howaboutthatsigar.com and uh, we will do everything we can to make that happen Uh, And if you have any other questions for us, you can leave those as well. Make sure to follow us on all social media at HBT Cigar. And of course, as always, until we see you guys next time, burn cigars, not bridges. Take care, guys. Thank you.
1: Thanks, everybody.